these coders are probably just sitting in like a computer lab or something and they're just like oh damn like this one's pro- like so hot like oh my god getting it then. So <laughs> hello everyone and welcome to another episode of a curious exchange i'm Catherine, and i'm Lindsay. i just had a question for everyone to think about and also just to get your immediate answer Lindsay. but what are your opinions on diets and how have they played a part in your life Oh, <laughs> yes, I think diets are such a, you know, I'm for like a girl in like a first world country, I feel like, you know, where that you see someone that's like, totally unconcerned about diets or their weight or anything like that. I feel like it's mm-hmm. such a big thing in our culture and society now. Yeah. Um, My opinion on it. Um, I feel like, you know, um, what used to be just like healthy eating to maintain like a healthy body has now turned into something really like, I don't know, somewhat unhealthy where every single girl wants that like hourglass figure now. And it's not about being healthy anymore. It's about Mm -hmm. like, you know, looking like a model, which I don't think that's what health is. So I think like these fads where everyone's trying to like go on these crazy diets is kind of I don't know I don't like it um that being yeah. said I feel like I kind of understand it when mm-hmm. people not just girls I mean like guys do too but when they, they go on diets it could be really unhealthy so I guess it depends on your mentality they could be it could work for yeah. some people but it could be too much in other cases yeah. I've always been like a firm believer in the fact that diets are always just like fads unless you plan to make it a lifestyle change in general. Like if, mm-hmm. yeah, the, there's like this big word now in um, modern day contemporary culture where it's called flexitarian. That's like a new one where, yeah, 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 people, yeah people that are like, they usually it's people that are kind of transitioning into vegetarianism or veganism even or just wanting to eat less meat in their life so these people that are originally meat eaters are dedicating certain days of the week to you know just be eating you know plant-based or yeah that kind of thing so it's interesting yeah like I've definitely always thought I've had a pretty decent diet in general just because Vietnamese food is pretty healthy Um, Chinese food I would say mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I never really had to grow up in a situation where I was always just eating frozen processed foods, and I, I feel quite lucky for that. But yeah, definitely like all these diets, like keto. What other what other ones? You you've been on a couple, I haven't you? Like yeah, I haven't like fully committed, but I tried mm-hmm. being on a keto diet when I um I think it was like a year or two ago, and it wasn't even fully keto. It was just basically cutting out most of my carbs I still ate some like mm-hmm. you know I'm Chinese like my house <laughs> is full of rice come on and like <laughs> you know Can't there's always it. rice and bread and but I would try to cut most of it out and yeah. replace it with vegetables and mm-hmm. you know I stopped drinking sugary drinks and I actually like I thought that I was more energetic when I was doing that but mm-hmm. I slowly started incorporating like carbs into my diet after a few months 
and it completely obliterated my <laughs> like gut health like i don't know what the hell went on oh my gosh. i was like i had stomach aches like every single day and i don't know if this is related to keto but i blame keto <laughs> i just think you know your body needs carbs every mm -hmm. body needs carbs it's a source of energy and like obviously having too much mm -hmm. of anything is bad but yep. like me when i already have <laughs> Health, I shouldn't be doing any like extreme totally like, diets. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I think I think flexitarian diet is cool because it's it's helpful for people who want to like cut out more meat, but they don't want to fully commit to a vegetarian or vegan lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. And uh when totally. you when you try to commit to such an extreme lifestyle change, it's like that's where you give up very easily. Yeah, and, totally. Like, and then yeah, you just like so gain yeah. everything that you were yeah. trying to lose back and mm -hmm. sometimes even worse and then that kind yeah. of is a bad motivator or like it, it demotivates you to continue to pursue healthy yeah. living and eating but anyways uh that being a starting point to what our topic is today and it was based off of this news article that my partner sent me saying that uh women are happier the, the title the title of this news article being okay. women being happier with less attractive men <laughs> in a relationship and right. okay yeah it's it's okay. definitely painted in one certain way this research from florida state university by reynolds and Meltzer. um in these news articles they generalize it quite broadly in that statement but the research in itself was looking to uh, understand the correlation between physical attractiveness between heterosexual couples and dieting motivations and behaviors. So the whole happier, like women being happier part, it's more about women being happier with their appearance. Okay. Um, so um, yeah, in general, women experience greater appearance dissatisfaction than men do. Okay. Um, you can blame that maybe on social media just or like, you know, general cultural expectations of women to be, you know, focused on their appearance and everything. But um, one thing that might be like playing in part to that is romantic relationships and uh, that relationship with uh, body related attitudes. So their hypothesis is that women who are more attractive than their partner um, you know, don't diet as much. <laughs> and so they're happier with their bodies because, you know, their less attractive partner <laughs> doesn't give them pressure, I guess, to be more attractive. I, th I think that's what it oh. kind of boils down to. So less attractive, like objectively attractive women who have more attractive male partners uh, feel the need to diet more. And that's what... Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a study that involved 113 couples, I believe. And they took this survey. Um, one was like the eating disorder inventory. The other was an eating attitudes test. Um, they also took like a controls where they measured how these young married couples were feeling about their relationship and how committed they were. So they kept the committed couples as I think their pool of what they were researching or looking at and yeah they, they found that the appearance or attractiveness of partners and diet dietary motivations 
were significantly correlated between for women, but for men, it didn't really matter as much whether their partner was more or less attractive and what their dieting choices were. So that means um, just like, I guess, so I'm following along. <laughs> um, appearances relate to how much a woman would feel the need to diet, whereas yeah. for men, they don't care about appearances as much. They don't. Yeah. So they won't feel the need to diet if they feel like their partner is more attractive than them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so, yeah, it, it, it is interesting, isn't it? Um, just it kind of just maybe emphasizes more about how dieting affects women's body image or like not dieting, but how body image is perhaps more of uh, something that's within a woman's consciousness than men. And maybe there's like a comparative aspect as well. Maybe if like a woman has a lot of objectively attractive <laughs> friends, they would also feel more inclined to also diet and work on their appearance. You know, like there's only like so many ways that you can change your appearance. You could take plastic surgery, you could diet, you could wear more makeup, you can buy more clothes, I guess. Yeah. Um, and you know, yeah. for most people, I mean, like people can't like, do plastic surgery all the time or whatever they're dissatisfied <laughs> yeah. with their appearance I think that's mm -hmm. definitely something like you feel the need to match the mm -hmm. other person um yeah. this is okay this is like a like a weird example that I thought of but you know whenever I go out with you or whenever I go out with like another friend I always like text <laughs> if, if I'm like really close to them I text them before we go out and I'm like hey are you wearing makeup today <laughs> because if you're not going to I'm not going to and I'm just gonna relax but if you do then I have to <laughs> yeah you do do that whenever we do 100% my sister does that too she, whenever I put on makeup she like gets mad at me now <laughs> she's like she's like I didn't want to put on makeup. Why are you putting on makeup? But yeah, anyways, mm -hmm. I, I guess like guys don't feel the need to really um like match each other in that sort of sense, at least for yeah. a few Yeah. And there's also this whole idea of, hey, like maybe the survey wasn't, was more focused on dieting in terms of losing weight, whereas men, the ideal masculine body is, you know, packing on, a certain amount of weight so that they can turn it into muscle and that kind of uh, aspect of dieting as well. So there, there might be some sort of, um, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Lack yeah. Foresight in that. Yeah, it's it's a, it's an interesting study, and uh, Meltzer, the same professor or uh, investigator for this article in from Body Image, also did another. Um, survey I suppose where they found that men versus women place greater value uh, or importance on how attractive their partner is in the context of long-term relationships okay yeah so um more attractive longer relationship um yeah or like just like a general opinion in men that they want an attractive partner in the long term 
Interesting. Girls care. Women. Oh, mm-hmm. I guess maybe girls care more about like personality and other characteristics yeah. then. Yeah, and um, yeah, same group of uh, investigators here, but uh, women with uh, less attractive male partners also seem to be receiving more support and are more satisfied with their partners. Maybe because because these attract like less attractive men feel like they need to compensate some other way, like in maybe just emotional capacity or gift giving or maybe just being in general, more loving partners. That that might be a bold claim, but <laughs> there is also something that they yeah. like ask the female. I mean, the girls. Female sounds kind of weird, but do they just ask the girls why? I they think stick? so. I think oh. I think it's the survey. I haven't looked into this particular study. I was more focused on this whole dieting aspect, but it's 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 kind of funny because. Um, I was looking at how they their methodology for their research, and so they uh-huh. essentially they took pictures of, you know, the couples like individually. Uh-huh. Um, they took a picture of their face, and then just their body with their face cut out, and they got five or ten coders to basically code from a scale of um, one to f- one to ten, from being like not attractive to extremely attractive. <laughs> <laughs> and I just I'm just imagining now like oh man these coders are probably just sitting in like a computer lab or something and they're just like oh damn like this one's pro- like so hot like oh my god they're getting it then so <laughs> coders like they literally created code to like yeah, so that you can make so that you can you know get data from it and get some oh my god can you imagine yeah. thinking you're like a ten or like at least a nine, and then this like random like coder is just like actually you were like a four point five. <laughs> well, that I guess. Sucks. Yeah, I guess you're supposed to, like these people are supposed to be objective about it, and I don't know. Like, do you think you're like a good judge of objective attractiveness? I, I, I feel like, like most people are aligned with knowing what is uh, conventionally attractive. I guess but, so. It's just really yeah. strange because, like, you know what? I mean, I, I suppose that people do sort of have a sense of conventional attractiveness, but, like, some mm-hmm. people think that, you know, one person may be really, really attractive and then another person might be like, oh, you know, he's he's That's nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe there's, like, this whole idea of, like, you know what is conventionally attractive because of, you know, media, celebrities, mm-hmm. whatever. But then, like, what you personally find attractive is tells a different tale, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of the article that I was reading. It kind of poses just interesting interpretations of, oh, hey, like, we need to take a dual approach to understanding diet dieting in men and dieting in women and also that oh hey like maybe we can look at you know the woman's social circle and her relationship her romantic relationship as an indicator of how likely they are to you know diet or even be susceptible to certain you know body image issues so that could be like dysmorphia bulimia that kind of thing Mm -hmm. so yeah, it's, it's taking a more systematic approach, I think, with um, 
how we understand those kind of mental health issues. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like, I feel like you had a good point earlier where you said like guys may not diet more or something. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like, yeah, girls do tend to diet more. Whereas for guys, I would imagine their first step may not be like a diet necessarily, but it would be like going to the gym. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so, yeah, I feel like they might need to take in a few more factors, the researchers. Yeah. Totally. But it is definitely harder to test for um, yeah. variables. Yeah. And I mean, this is just also uh, limited to being in the States and for heterosexual couples. And there's, there's a lot of like, there's a very specific sample in population that I could speak towards as well. I wonder what the results would be for, um, like, uh, LGBTQ plus couples. Yeah, I really want to see what story. kind of results you would get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, so, that's true. Oh my goodness. Why, why do you think um, guys place higher importance on attractiveness for long-term relationships? I, I think... I don't know. I feel like there's always just always been a focus on the female form. I think with in art, like if we go way back to like you know, like old style paintings, even or sculptures, the female form has always been a focus in, as a muse for these artists. And maybe because most artists at the time were male, and so they focused more on you know the opposite sex. <laughs> They, they were more, um, yeah, and I was also looking into art in general and why I always see more instances of the female form. That, that might not always be true. I know it's not always true, rather, but um, one, one thing is that women were always, like, you know, given gifts and things, and they were always, you know, like, a tr like almost a trophy almost, and to preserve that, they often looked towards painters and artists to capture that moment because, like, they didn't have cameras back then. So, you know, these women who were very fancy or gifted things and um, wanted to feel like even more special, they would get their portraits painted. <laughs> and so that might have yeah. led to a lot of people like observing all that kind of art, you know, of these women. And people were just like, oh, the female form is so beautiful. It's, gorgeous uh, there's so much focus on women being attractive and that i think that continues on today as well it's yeah. a profitable business yeah like as i was looking at the i was researching like what kind of folk stories i wanted to talk about on our podcast mm -hmm. um yeah just because we had a um, ongoing trend of folk stories but yeah. yeah it was like the guys were always if they were the main characters, they were so, they were painted so lively. They were brave soldiers or they were, you know, courageous, which is a synonym for brave. <laughs> but like the point <laughs> is they had like personality, they had achievements and the women, if they were the main character, it's kind of just the only thing they talked about was her beauty or mm -hmm. how filial she was. <laughs> yeah it's it's a uh, it gets boring over time i'm sure it does. yeah <laughs> but, yeah 
there's, yeah, in the greater cultural narrative, there's also a study by Buss in 1989 uh, that may indicate that a woman's appearance is more closely tied to fertility than it is for men. It's like, <laughs> like is this real? Like, or like this is, this is a study. This is a study. Okay. So, yeah, it, it, Wait, I don't know. Are you telling me someone who is more attractive is more fertile? I think, like, attractiveness, seeing someone as attractive, that's that, like, biological response. I think that probably has been an evolutionary adaptation to be able to see someone as attractive to be a potential mate. Okay. And so you're, has, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So you're yeah. saying that if I were to find, okay, if I was a, if I was a guy and I saw a girl and I thought she was really, attractive i would then perceive her to be more fertile like it might not be a conscious thing in your mind oh yeah but yeah like subconsciously yeah subconsciously like that biological okay. like physiologically your reaction to attractive people is mm. because you're like your genetics or something is telling you that hey that person is bangable and <laughs> they'll probably yeah. be really good at you know giving really like healthy offspring to me so yeah makes sense you yeah. know every animal in the animal kingdom has their ways of yeah doing the do <laughs> um yeah so yeah obviously the more attractive you find someone the more you want to yeah. you know pass down your genes or so they say yeah or so they say but <laughs> It makes me think about like what people are going to look like 100, 200, 300 years from now <laughs> cuz a we're getting more and more globalized and there's always going to be like there's going to be an increased intermingling of races and cultures oh. and then also just our yeah definitely the yeah. Mm, conventional I feel like you know the idea of attractiveness kind of always shifts like every Decade. I feel like 100 or 200 years ago, the ideal standards were very different, very yeah. different, even totally. like 50 years ago. So I feel like definitely yeah. and then, like 200 years yeah. from now, it's going to be more. And then like because of that, I'm just thinking like the volatility of what we see or perceive as attractive changes through time. So then why, how does our, like, how is that true then that appearance is tied to fertility if what we see as attractive is always changing, you know, like if one, one thing could be attractive a hundred years from now and then the next hundred years, like the complete opposite could be deemed attractive. But then does that actually have anything to do with fertility at that point? If <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I suppose it's like a little, um, I, I just can't see these studies as being completely objective. Like, how do you, I'm still hung up on the, like, how do you completely, how do you <laughs> quantify attractiveness? Mm -hmm. It's just, yeah. it's just a strange, it's yeah. just, it's just strange. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, and then I'm just like, I, I almost like, maybe it has something to do with me not really caring about attractiveness as much, like, as like another person just because I guess of my sexuality but <laughs> I guess I, we, we can we can go into that I'm demisexual but um 
Yeah, I'm like, oh, this is definitely 100% weird because they only look at heterosexual couples. And, yeah. like, you know, how do you know if the people in those heterosexual couples are heterosexual? Yeah. You know? Like, uh-huh. That's it's, true. Just, it's just weird. There's a lot of that, yeah. I feel like uh-huh. they maybe didn't take in a lot of factors. It is something, it's, like, interesting it's, to think about, though, for sure. It's definitely interesting, and I'm, like, props to them for designing a study out of this. <laughs> But it, yeah, it's it's very very complex. I, mm-hmm. I also kind of resent that. I don't know. I, I resent that it's placed more on women to be more attractive. I feel like you know, hopefully, society will change. Um, but it's just so deeply ingrained in mm-hmm. pretty much every culture that you know they want women mm-hmm. to be attractive. So I don't yeah. envision that changing anytime soon. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm really, I'm really for body neutrality as oh. a trend that should keep going. It definitely would result in a lot of companies that market based on our insecurities of our appearances <laughs> to fail. But body neutrality is essentially just realizing that hey, like it doesn't really matter how attractive my body is. The fact that I am healthy and can do things with my legs my my stomach my eyes my arms like it doesn't matter the size or the shape but the fact that I can you know climb a mountain or go dancing or all those like things that let you enjoy life (laughs) or so uh, that's that's the center of what body neutrality is supposed to be like keep your body healthy like eat healthy exercise but in the and ultimately, the appearance doesn't matter. It's more about your ability to do things. Only 100%, I think, the better way to go about it. Just Yeah. I feel like you'd have a lot more appreciation for life and the things you get to experience if you just think of your body as not, not in just terms of, like, what makes it attractive, but, mm-hmm. you know, just appreciating it as it is and what you can do with it what mm-hmm. you can experience with it totally yeah and yeah i don't know that that stems into like even instagram for me sometimes i like definitely fall into like the hole of comparing myself to to people and their lives that they portray on the internet and i definitely have taken breaks <laughs> from yeah. the app and like it's i guess like this whole era where you know there's so many influencers and like a lot of them being very, very young individuals. I just think, you know, it's a it's an interesting time that we live in. I feel like it could definitely be a little toxic of a culture. I mean, now I basically only use Instagram for talking to friends and looking at memes. So I don't (laughs) (laughs) really, Uh um, I don't really think I feel the same thing as you. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I can understand. I can understand Mm -hmm. it for sure. Yeah. And it's not like, yeah, it's definitely been like a journey of like disconnecting myself and realizing that I I have been letting myself be controlled by those kind of thoughts and expectations. Cool. But anyways, uh, we will, I think, end the segment for this week's episode here. Um, so I guess the main message is love yourself. Love your body. Love yourself. Um, Treat yourself. Mask, yeah. Maybe, yeah. 
think about toppling <laughs> that, <laughs> you know, leading assumption of, uh, what is it? Dating out of your league that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> but, oh my God, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, we'll definitely link the article, this interesting article, on our Twitter page. We'll we'll send it off in a post if you yep. want to read more about it. But yeah, I think that's that's it. And that's uh, our Twitter page is at Curious Exchange. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Lindsay and Catherine signing off. Bye, y'all.